0: Welcome to episode C of my Brightcast. Following on from my last podcast, where I was focusing on some of the key elements which I learned from BET 2019, I've decided to try out the EdTech platforms which I picked out from this year's event. I've actually decided to pick a Microsoft versus Google platform to test try. And before you ask, this wasn't a case of Jamboard versus Teams. In fact my two areas are going to be on Microsoft's Flipgrid versus Google's newly acquired Workbench. You know, in one light they are both education platforms which have been set up to help children understand knowledge in different ways. We say children as this appears to be the main market which they are aimed at. However it is interesting to see if we can take the platform and see how it is going to be applied to other learning areas such as those post 16 to adult based learning. Each time my podcast comes live with a new episode, we're now going to be analysing something which has been set up in the world of edtech, to make learning and development much better. I thought that these two sites were the perfect setting for this first edition, which allows us to explore the areas in more depth. Now, before we go into this in more detail, it's worth pointing out that if you're an educator, an avid fan of tech or ed tech, or even just a student, we'd like you to get in touch with us as we're going to be looking for more people to test try platforms, gizmos and gadgets to see if they can really be a benefit to the educational world. And it's worthwhile pointing out that if you are an educator and looking for content and platforms which can support your schools, colleges, training centres, or even improve your online learning delivery, check out our sponsors at outcourse.co.uk who can support educators from a tech and a fellow educator point of view in developing courses and platforms which can help to make you stand out. But without further ado, let's now have a look at our first platform. Here's Flipgrid.
1: Welcome to Flipgrid, a video-based discussion platform to fuel engagement in schools and organizations. Use video the way your students use video and build an active social community in your classroom. Flipgrid is simple. Create a grid for your classroom, a project team, a conference, or an entire organization. Once your grid is created, add a topic or two to get the discussion started. Students record videos and respond to a topic from any device. Finally, users can view and reply to each other's videos and build an active learning community. Lock your grid with a secure password or leave it open for ease of access.
0: So as you can see, Flipgrid is a social learning platform that allows educators to ask a question, then the students respond in video. Students are able to respond to one another creating a web of different discussions or a discussion around the one central subject. So that's the official promo but let's actually see what it's really like in this cool piece of software. I've been playing around with it and it's been great to explore some of the key features I found it really simple to use and an absolute great way of building a community, yes if you didn't know I am obsessed with building communities as it was the focus on my book. Now. When I wrote that book, that was obviously a focus from a HR function in an organisation. But interestingly, when we look at building a community, it's about developing things like social capital, when connections have meaning. And the reason why I love Flipgrid is because it hits that bar. You're having an educator opening a discussion where students can then have their voice, have their say very often in a classroom as you'll hear throughout my recommendations of this platform students are often shy and won't express themselves as much as they would do online for example and by using many different devices students can really say what they feel they can answer questions back and it gets this conversation going which is why i kind of love this whole community that flipgrid's actually building you know it's hard to build a community and I think if you were to use a platform like Flipgrid it would definitely benefit the classroom and the learning experience because remember some of the best learning is when we have peer to peer learning you know when learners learn from each other and that's one key thing in where flipgrid is coming from and and how it can really just take the classroom more into the 21st century now That was a promo little clip that I showed you there, but let's have a listen to an example of Flipgrid in action. And this is a group of students uh, across America who are connecting uh, with a scientist who's based over in Antarctica.
1: Flipgrid recently connected with Laura Goetz, a marine biologist studying aquatic life in Antarctica. As Laura documents her daily experiences on her grid, kids from classrooms around the world respond to her videos and build a connected community with Antarctica. Hi, my name is Laura Goetz and welcome to Palmer Station. I am a marine biology major at Northeastern University, which is in Boston. I'm here on Station to study fish embryos, which is insanely cool work. There's tons of stuff to learn. Um, I'm looking at a lot about how they grow and what that process is like for them and we're also seeing what happens when you change parts of their environment. Please stay in touch and can't wait to tell you guys more. In addition, students share their perspectives on weekly topics and STEM-focused questions connected to Laura's research. Hi, my name is Jillian and I live in Bristol. So in Bristol, Rhode Island, we usually have um, some pretty big fish sometimes. Hey Jillian, thanks for sending me a video it was really cool to get to hear from you and hear about what fish are like where you live in rhode
0: island you probably have some really cool ones from the demo it's great to hear the students interacting with someone outside the classroom and asking questions this was with a younger age group but flipped can, potentially I feel, solve the problem of schools versus economics and the business world, and how we need to make learning and development stronger and geared up to real life situations. Think of putting Flipgrid into practice with an older age group of students, connecting with engineers, architects or someone from a work background and asking them questions based on their vocation. From my view, and from my friends who are teachers, who I've spoken to about Flipgrid, they were impressed with the way student voices can be heard. This seems to be a strong selling feature from Microsoft in how the platform can really show authenticity in the learners work and connect not just student to teacher, but student to people in the real world. It's unsurprising that when students are too shy to talk in class, Flipgrid can really solve this problem by simply uploading a video on their app device from an iPhone or an iPad. It's great to see them having a view and a say and then the teacher can of course give great comments and reply back to the messages as you heard in this demo. Now let's have a look at another little uh, audio clip of a teacher explaining how they use Flipgrid in the classroom.
2: Jen Sarinen. I'm a sixth grade teacher at Kikamewa Middle School located in Warren, Rhode Island. In the last couple of years, basically through the use of more technology in the classroom, it's allowed for me to have collaboration with the students. It's really important for kids to hear other kids' voices in the way in which they're thinking, because I can stand in front of the room or go group to group, discussing this is how I would approach it, and that might not actually work for them. And then when they hear or see a student-created video, um, that they can listen to that voice of another peer of theirs who is understanding the content it kind of creates that light bulb moment for them few people go through the world in complete isolation we always try to do collaboration and sometimes you get to pick your group sometimes you can choose where you're going to sit and other times you're kind of told where you're going to be and who you're going to work with and which problems you're going to have to solve that's the real world we'll always get to pick the people we want to work with but if you can find a way to put your differences aside and work together Everybody will actually make more progress than not.
0: So, from listening to that demo, you can see how Jen uses Flipgrid to make collaboration and to make the students work together in the classroom and outside of the classroom. This just shows that it is a perfect example of encouraging communication in the team and how teachers can use this, not just to benefit what's going on inside the classroom, but outside the classroom as well. I mean, from my point of view, when I went onto Flipgrid for the first time, it was really to simply set up my first grid. I mean, I was using the free version, but if you're a school wanting to expand more in Flipgrid, you can pay using like a freemium based model. As soon as I set up my grid, which was on digital marketing at the time, I was then given my flip code which I can send out to my students. Each student can give you a response to a question and you can add feedback and comments in a box so it makes a community and their video replies almost like a form of assessment in itself. As a skills coach and assessor myself, I found this actually really interesting and a way in which I could potentially assess people on their speaking and listening English or authenticity in them speaking about a subject area which I can link to their actual course. Now as well as that there are great security features on Flipgrid. You may have picked up from it from the promo video at the start. You can lock the comments um, of other children until you've seen everyone's ideas like they've been submitted to you and then you can unlock them so the class can listen and hear other children's opinions all at the same time. There are also some other little features which I liked. Um, such as the audio version of the website. So if you have got students who need more audio-based needs, then the website itself and the platforms, the apps, all seem to be geared up with those that need special educational needs. Um, It's also interesting, uh, as I explained in one of the promo videos, that Flipgrid is perfect for building a social community. And I feel we really need to be doing this more in the classroom, whether it's from primary, secondary, high school, or through to adult-based learning. You know, not just in the classroom, but also adults are looking for more ways in which we can communicate and build ideas and share ideas. In fact, when you go on the Flipgrid website, it does say that it can be used for things like conferences and organisations. I mean, I've been using it as a content in the classroom, but you can use it in an adult world as well. Which is really interesting because we're in an era where we need to be more innovative in the workplace and it would be great to see how this could transpire into a learning and development organisation or a department within an organisation. A big feature for me in Flipgrid is how you can actually embed your grid, so your community from the Flipgrid site into any other learning site or platform. So it'll be great to see how it could actually be a fit in with the design of say your current e-course platform which you're learning. I feel like this is a great feature and I'll be looking into this more from my point of view, having built my own learning website. As well, I'll call it a learning community because I'm always interested in how I can improve the community on the site and I feel by finding other features and other ways in which I can embed the community will really make my learning website stronger. For example at the moment I'm learning social features on places like Lifter LMS, however it's not really giving me the video side to it, more of a social community built in a chat forum or a Facebook page. But I think flip grid could really potentially change that and if I was to embed it into my actual learning platform I could definitely see engagement now being stronger and higher. The interesting thing which we need to know from this side of communities and that it does take time you know by simply just adding flipgrid into your platform it's not going to happen overnight you know think of when social media companies and organizations now employ people in the role as a community manager to build their website you know just by embedding flipgrid You need to get the ball rolling, you need to be the conversation starter, which is why, you know, the perfect community is all about building things like social capital, the ownership within the team and having the motivation to do it. So when you think about how you're going to use Flipgrid, see it from a wider picture and how you are going to lead the process into people actually getting the conversation started or it won't take off. I mean, I would definitely give Flipgrid a 5 out of 5 in terms of what it can offer. There are some other great pros to this site. You know, you can make your content private or not. So you can share it just with your grid or you can share it to every user on Flipgrid. So it's great to show your class, your theories and your content. It's also used on loads of different devices from iPhone, iPad, tablet computer you name it and also you can set monitor functions before video conversations go live on your grid you know overall i love this and i do feel it's something that schools colleges and adult education can really benefit from i'm actually also thinking it as a way to get children at younger ages to understand uk british values and democracy you know freedom of speech which if you are a uk teacher you'll completely understand where i'm coming from from that one so, that's my 5 out of 5 for FlipBrid. But moving swiftly on, it's now time to take a closer look at Workbench. Completely different in terms of what the platform has to offer to FlipBrid. So, this isn't really a versus kind of podcast, but just looking at two completely different pieces of edtech which can help develop the classroom or the adult world. Workbench, uh, back in November 2019, announced that it was now going to be acquired by Google. In a statement, they said that Workbench team are thrilled to announce that we'll be joining forces with Google. Their core mission has always been to engage learners and educators through shared meaningful lessons and tools that they can make their own. As part of Google, they believe their positioning will be stronger to help achieve this mission. So without going into this in more detail, let's just take a little bit of a closer look at what workbench actually is
3: workbench education is an online platform where educators can discover create and share standards aligned projects and curriculum our programming canvas is the only place that allows you to program all kinds of robots and devices individually or all at once
1: Workbench believes in authentic, real-world experiences and making cross-curricular connections, and we've built a platform to enable just that. Check out this project that uses the story of the Three Little Pigs to teach basic movement, functions, and loops through programming multiple Sphero robots.
3: This project uses short stories to show learners how programmers create stories for their work and how they translate those stories to code. This allows students to hone necessary reading skills while imparting coding basics. Our program in Canvas works with a variety of devices and is able to connect to multiple devices at once to create more advanced programming opportunities. Now you can program all of your educational technology in one place and connect them in the same program. Workbench allows educators to create any kind of project and align it to their local and national standards. They can also find projects, customize them to their own needs, and share them with the entire larger community. Workbench also includes a suite of classroom management features that includes assignments, progress monitoring, and integration with Google Classroom, Clever, and many other systems. Use Workbench to build projects and integrate STEM in new and exciting ways. Contact us to learn how Workbench can help you discover, create, and share engaging projects.
0: Okay, okay, I know what you're saying, Rob, you're just playing a promo audio clip. Um, Well, yeah, I am, but you know, it's interesting to tell a story and to see what... Workbench have to say about their platform. You know, as you can see from this program, it's telling you that it does more than just a typical lesson, Uh, particularly that programming section where you can see it's already embedding English and maths into there as well. You know, it talks about the different devices which talk to each other through the site. Just to give you an idea, there are things from Joan to AI to Raspberry Pi. And it's great just to see how they're embedding it into curriculum as well, which is why it says it meets different standards. Now, I will be really honest with you, since watching that video, I've had a look around the website and it really is just USA standards at the moment. However, you know, now it's been acquired by Google, this completely all change. It's totally interesting to see, you know, Workbench has already gained high value status in the USA. And it'd be interesting to see how this acquisition will help it grow more on a bigger international scale. I noticed from bet 2019, that it was already a big selling point within the Google stand whilst we're there. You know, Fundamentally, Workbench allows teachers to take content and lessons they're already using and put those all into one place, making them completely accessible to other teachers to search for. Workbench was essentially set up for primary years and is STEM-based online learning. This stands for Science, Technology, Engineering and Math, if you didn't already know that. Its mainly selling focus is for primary, okay? but. I'll tell you a little bit more how I think that could be used in an adult world and other levels of education for sure. Now it's got some great features in there and I've had to test it out. One of them is its powerful search and simple filters, which allows educators to search for things like grade level, or the subject, or the duration of the project or a specific learning standards. Remember, it is just mainly geared up for USA curriculum at the moment. But Workbench wants to make it easy to find high quality relevant lessons from a community of thousands of educators. And this is what really sets Workbench apart from other content sites where teachers can get content from because it's high quality, it's being checked, and it's just a simple layout. You know it also provides heaps of innovative content and has many different partners uh, such as LittleBits, Parrots, Makey Makey, MicroBit. So there's a lot of tech in there as well when it comes to the whole innovating, getting people to make things, build things, programme things. This is what we want in terms of the future of work remember. And other great features about it is it really just let you track the progress of your students, you can monitor that from the sideline. Wow, I mean, there's so much to go for on this one, okay? I mean, have a look for yourself. There are heaps of sites out there where teachers can already take content and learn from it, but this is something different and it goes to a completely new level. Um, It integrates technology for tools such as coding, robotics, and beyond. Gosh, I sound like um, the Toy Story character there. And um, so you can learn code and execute it all in one place. So when you go onto the site, you'll see very clearly that there are sections of it which are based on um, online learning. So it's your video based learning. Again, very simple lay down, And you've got this huge programming section where you can actually make and do. So it's perfect for that like kinesthetic learner. Um, I mean, what's really interesting about this site is that it just grows so much in online content for its partnerships, so the content like I said is just to a high standard, I mean Workbench themselves say where they're building a robust set of lessons and tools on teaching for everything, so let's watch out for this one and see how it grows more and more. Now I have got another bit of audio that I want to play for you in terms of how Workbench is using different devices to program things.
3: All right, flying our drone with a sphero. Tap the drone to get it started. We can fly forward by leading the forward. Left
1: and
0: right. Back So as you can hear from that clip, just a very short clip, um, this kind of gives you an audio explanation to how Workbench um, can simultaneously work through different devices. Um, In this particular example, um, the instructor there was flying the drone based off uh, the Sphere uh, based device which was also then powered from the the computer which was geared up with Workbench. So it's a very complex and very advanced system when it comes to the practical elements of learning on the platform which makes it completely different to any other e. Learning platform that's out there. I mean, like I said, it still has the e-learning side, the guidance through it, which is something that I'm going to talk to you about now. So, I want to give you an idea of when I logged into Workbench earlier. Um, you know, I just logged into my account. Um, And first of all, you're met by the search tools at the very top. So let's just say I'm looking for content in maths to help my business learners. So I've clicked on the maths section on the very top of the table, and I've managed to find a lesson already on planning a budget during Google Sheets. Okay, get it? Google Sheets. You can see interesting how the integration of this is going to fit in with other Google software. Um, From this point onwards, um, they laid out some very simple lesson structures on Google Sheets, uh, which was laid out to be a very, very competent instructor. Lessons included data collection uh, through to research costs and the implementation of a budget onto a Google Sheet. So you can't fault, fault the layout of Workbench. Um, having designed a lot of my own content, I know what makes um, and what makes a good and a bad learning platform and this is clearly a good one, obviously, um, so that's one key area. But you know, if we then go back to the search on the main homepage, uh, instead of doing it by subject, I could then search for things under an age group. For example, let's say I'm actually looking for content for my class who are age 12 plus so i can actually search for content under an age range as well as a subject area so i click on 12 plus and and the subject content which falls into this area is vast so then you can go into subjects you know some of the areas which came out when just searching for things into the 12 plus market there were courses and lessons on ratios for urban planning building a better floor plan these two were amazing because, you know, I deliver a lot of functional skills, English and maths. And, you know, I'm always looking at interesting ways in which I can deliver maths, you know, rather than just doing it a traditional way. So by looking at ratios of urban planning, so it's kind of explaining how cities are built, just makes the subject so much more interesting and of course building a better floor plan so again your maths comes into it but you know there was other key areas such as um, lessons based on get a job and get busy living uh, to drawing and building shapes through code so again you can see how it's linked back to those stem subjects i mean when i clicked on the ratios of urban planning i really liked what i saw and it's definitely something that i would tell my adult learners to do Even though it was, you know, age 12 plus, because we've got to remember, I don't know where you are listening to this podcast in the world, but definitely here in the UK, there was a whole generation that missed out on technical based training. So delivering it from an earlier age onwards is the best way to learn as learning languages is. So really fault this site and definitely i would use those urban ratios and floor planning to help my math students uh, gain better grades and prep for an exam Um, and again when you go into more detail you'll see it has the whole programming section as well which is what you were hearing on that last demo the formula in the programming section is is, you know it's exceptional Uh, I've been really impressed with the high quality of content throughout the whole thing when you click on the programming section this is you know the the, the let's make things section as opposed to let's watch videos Uh, and it was great because you could clearly see when you're building something on the programming section it's incorporating things like maths, code but also soft skills which we need so badly in the modern world Uh, things like logic problem-solving skills Um, and this is what generally the type of learning we need to make the modern classroom and the modern training center. I'll feel that the exercises that have been brought into this site and the way it just powers innovation and creativity is something that we definitely need across all sectors of learning. So, you know, that's my little insight into Workbench. And again, you know, like with Flipgrid, it's definitely a five out of five. These sites have both been really clearly laid out, designed, and just geared up to spark conversation, community, and creativity, which is what we need to get into more into the world of learning as opposed to this just academia route. So, I hope you've enjoyed listening to my episode C of this week's bi weekly Brightcast. Don't forget to tune in in a couple of weeks' time where we'll be exploring other areas of tech. Don't forget you can follow me on my website brightthink.co, which is an e learning platform. You can also find me on Instagram, I am Robert Mitten, and of course also on Twitter as well. So until next time, I hope you have a great few weeks exploring at least these two platforms, and we'll be test trying some more edtech very, very soon. Thank you.